Have you ever wondered how you would respond if you yourself were persecuted for your faith just because you're a Christian? How would you respond if you were beaten for your faith? What if you had everything in your house confiscated? How would you respond if you were arrested or thrown into prison without any sort of trial? Welcome back to the 360 Serve podcast. I'm Mark Tyler. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we have the privilege of continuing our conversation with Barnabas from China. Barnabas, he's going to take us deeper into the reality of persecution, giving us more stories and facts and tactics of the ongoing persecution that's taking place in China right now. 360 Serve is about a new way to do missions. We help you support indigenous church planters who live in their country. They know their language and culture. They're very effective in reaching their own country for Christ. And I want to thank you for your prayers and support. You're sending so many of these indigenous church planters into full-time gospel ministry, and so many lives are being transformed by the power of the gospel in all of these least-reached countries in the world. Are you ready to hear some unforgettable and moving stories about persecution in China? Here is Barnabas. Well, it's so good to be back with uh, our brother Barnabas from China. And Barnabas, we've so appreciated each of these segments. And today, we're going to go a little bit deeper into uh, understanding what these church planters and pastors who live in China experience on an ongoing basis, and that's persecution. And uh, so, Barnabas, can you kind of just fill in the blank, share with us? You have a very unique on-hands experience with this. You're dealing and talking to the church planners we support and pastors we support all the time. And so we want to be able to come around and pray for our pastors and church planners. And so tell us about the state of persecution of what's going on here in China. Yes, yeah, good to talk about China and the house church in China again. Uh, I always joke to my Hong Kong friends and U.S. friends that uh, in the last 20 some years, I have many friends who are prisoners in China. But of course, we understand that they are prisoner for the gospel, not because they commit any real crime that they have sentenced into prison. A lot of times it is very sad to see them suffer. But on the other hand, wherever or whoever I met, in China, these gospel prisoners, they actually encourage me and let me think about, yeah, this is, this is the God we believe in. Although we face a lot of difficulties, but we can still see his mighty power and the Holy Spirit work among us. Who can imagine these prisoners who are suffer for the gospel? they will continue on with their work. I always talk to myself, if I suffer like them, I probably will change my career. I, I can do something else and still continue to proclaim the gospel in some way. That would be my thinking. But when, when I met them, I was just encouraged by their simple faith to the Lord that because of God's calling, they continue on to serve the Lord. Uh, you know, in China, <clears throat> persecution actually started very early. I think in the history told us that starting in 1953, 
just three to four years after communist China took over China. Uh, when they have the control, their ideology is they do not believe in any God in this world. So you, I think you can, if you look at the history, they, they started to kick out all the missionaries in China. So a lot of them, they go south, going to Hong Kong and to other parts of South Asia. And then persecution continued on through the Cultural Revolution, which started in 1966 to 1976 for a little bit more than 10 years. And all the churches, including the government free self-church, are destroyed. The office building will be using for government offices. And another wave of persecution is starting was started in 1983 after the open door policy from uh, Tang Xiuping. And since then, every day there will be persecution in China. And recently, if you read news, you will know that China, Communist China, CCP, is trying to destroy all religions, including Muslims and Buddhists, especially in the last few months. They take down like thousands of Buddhist temples in China, destroy everything. And for Christians, they're number one target all the time because Christians is related to Christians all over the world. And so they think that it's a foreign invasion to China and they take Christians seriously and try to destroy them. So what happened recently, I mean, in the last three, four years in China, especially after the new religious law that was enforced in the February of 2018, persecution for pastors in, in China continues every day. Take, for example, uh, a lot of pastors in China when it's on Sundays, like every Sunday, there will be pastors being kidnapped from their home or from their way to church early morning, like five o'clock in the morning, because uh, some of the churches in the villages in China, they started the church service prayer meeting whenever the sun comes up. So they don't have a fixed Sunday service time, you know. It's not like in Hong Kong and in the West. Okay, our Sunday, first Sunday service started at 8 o'clock in the morning or 9 o'clock in the morning, and everybody come at 9. They don't. They just come to the church when the sun comes up. So every month of the year, the sun comes up at a different time, maybe 5, maybe 5.30, maybe 6. So they just come to the church like that. And these pastors will be kidnapped, including urban church, not just in the villages. The police will come and kidnap the pastors. Kidnap means they put them into a government car and take them somewhere else. So for the whole day on Sunday, the pastor cannot go to the church, cannot preach, cannot meet with the congregations, and they will release by midnight. That means on Monday morning. Uh, so this happens every Sunday, even right now in China. So this is one kind of persecution. And of course, uh, some beatings and some interrogations, that, that is like, uh, must happen. You know, they, they will be interrogated, uh, threaten them not to be a pastor. Uh, but of course, we know our friends, our pastors, they will never give up. They will never betray this church. And that's the beauty of the house church in China. Also, there are a lot of uh, pastors in the last 
three months, uh, I have contacted at least about 40 pastors' family briefly just to comfort them because their beloved one usually is their father or husband in the family being arrested by the police. It depends. Uh, some of them, they will be in prison for one week, two weeks, one month, or up to three months. And, uh, you know, it won't be good when you're in prison in China. They don't give you enough food, and even they give you some congee. Congee means some rice inside a pot of water. And sometimes they can find tissues and dirt in the tis- uh, in the country. And they don't have enough food. They have to do hard labor, uh, making all kinds of uh, things. Of course, now it's hard- harder for Chinese companies to ship out anything to the world because of the virus and uh, cut off in trading with China. But they are still making it. And a lot of the pastors, if they are younger, they are making bricks, really, really hard work uh, doing their stay in prison during those times. And I know there will be still at least a hundred of these pastors are in prison all over China. And uh, so just please pray for their family, pray that uh, they will be released uh, uh, very soon. And this continue on in China. And also, uh, way now, I think we all read about Chinese have all the CCTV in China, even in every villages, remote villages. Uh, usually there will be one small road going to the village and there will be a CCTV, a uh, surveillance system setting up. Uh, so anyone going to, into the villages, the government will have some knowledge about who is going in. although. Uh, you can cover up with a, a curve or a hat so that the CCTV cannot take a full picture of your face. But now in China, they said that uh, they can just detect us by our motion. You know, I don't know how how advanced this technology is, but uh, the government announced it in the public TV saying that they can arrest anyone within five minutes. No matter where you're in China, with uh, the surveillance system, they can track you down. And it's quite true. A lot of our pastors are being tracked down when they're still going to plant churches and need Bible studies. But don't be, don't be afraid that the gospel will stop spreading in China. The gospel will continue to proclaim in China because we have a lot of fearless pastors and church planters. You know, a lot of the pastors I I met and I talked on the phone this year, they said that as soon as they, they were released so that I can talk to them, and they said that I don't leave any time to rest. I will go out and proclaim the gospel again. And that's a great encouragement to me. I'm sitting in a, a nice place in Southeast Asia because I cannot go anywhere away now because the international fights all stops. But I have a passion for China and pray for these pastors. And I told myself, whenever I can go, I will go into China again. I will be very careful. I know I will be attracted down. And a lot of my friends, 
saying that you should not go into China. I'll be wise. I will not go right away. I will observe. But I want you to understand that our friends in China, they will never stop sharing the Gospels every day whenever they have the opportunity. You know, China has 1.4 billion of uh, population. And I think that's the way that God is proclaiming the gospel in China. I mean, God, Jesus can show up on the TV in China and everybody will be very surprised and scared to death. And then they may commit to, to <clears throat> be a Christian. But God doesn't use this method. They still use every one of us to proclaim the gospel. God will take care of us. Like the pastors in China, they said God will take care of them. I still remember a few years ago, I was in China, and I want to visit a pastor who was just released in prison after three years inside. So I had to take lots of uh, precautions by going to meet with him. So there's another pastor who I met, and we, we just have uh, some conversation, text message on the phone, doesn't say much. Uh, I met him in one of the cities in China in central China, and then I follow him. We pretend that we don't know each other. So he lead me. we walk for about an hour or two hours, I really forget. It's a long walk. And then uh, there's a road going, uh, direct us going into the village. And then the pastor who lead me to that road is leaving. And uh, when he passed by me, he dropped me a paper on the ground. So I pick up the paper. And the paper simply said, uh, you, you just walk <coughs> straight forward <coughs> on this road. In about uh, 20, 30 minutes, you will see a wheat, I mean, there's a wheat field. But it's, it's, it's said, uh, after that 30 minutes, you will see a man lying on the wheat field. And that's the guy, the pastor that you're going to meet. I have met this pastor uh, who will be lying on the refill before. So I think I can recognize him. So I just went forward by myself and I walked pretty fast and trying not to be followed. And uh, it was by 11.30 in the morning and usually around 11 to 12.30, uh, all the police and government of officers, they will, they will take a break. They will, they will go to lunch. And uh, usually in the villages like this, they will left no one to watch uh, the victims. They were just all gone and uh, for lunch and then come back at one o'clock. So I used this <clears throat> time frame to meet the pastors. When I walked for 20 minutes, I saw a, a guy lying on the windfield. Uh, there's no mattress, no pillows. And he just lie down on the mud there with uh, China Daily, the newspaper from China. And you know, China Daily uh, would describe China is the heaven on earth because there's no crime. There's nothing bad about China. If you read Washington Post or New York Times, it seems that uh, the U.S. is in chaos, you know. So that's the difference uh, with the press in the U.S. and in China. I, I can never imagine that China Daily can use as a mattress for these pastors. So when I come to the pastors, my friend, I can tell you that I hardly recognize him. He was lying on the ground and uh, I just say the greetings to him and ask about his name. And he said, yes, 
And he said, teacher aunt, you have no change. You look the same to me. As soon as he opened his voice, I know it was him. So I said, uh, can I help you to sit up so that I can give you a hug and I can pray for you? He said, no, 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 no don't touch me. I suspect my, my left arms and left foot were broken. Just pray for me. And um, I was speechless. I can, I can even open my mouth. And he said that, uh, Teacher An, uh, you can't stay here long because I'm afraid that the police will come back. Maybe one or two, they will come back way after lunch. It's, it could be any time. I don't want to, you to be in danger. Just pray for me, it's fine. And thank you for taking care of my family when I was in prison for three years. They released me because they don't want me to die in prison. He said with a very weak voice, and tears come out of my eyes, and I start to pray for him. So after my prayer, he said to me, Teacher An, for your safety, please go. I don't really want to go, but I know I have to go. Before I leave, he said, Teacher An, please say thank you for all the friends, especially those friends in the U.S. that have been faithfully support my family when I'm present. I, I can suffer for the Lord, but you know, as a father and a husband, I don't want my family to suffer. And for now, my, my wife cannot come to visit me because she is also a pastor of several churches. When I'm gone in prison, she is taking care of all the churches. And if she come, she may be arrested. And my sons, I have two sons, young. They cannot come visit me right now too. But teacher An, thank you for coming. I'm glad to, to see you. And I can assure you, as soon as I can walk again, I will go and share the gospel. This short, this short sentence really touched my heart. Really touched my heart. Because if, if I'm in his condition, I probably want to take maybe a few months off, you know, to West and to regroup myself. But in China, all my friends, they are really on fire for the gospel. They will go way out to share the gospel as soon as they recover. So I have to leave and um, I still give him a hug. He, he, cannot, he cannot stay up. And after three months, I was able to connect with him again and meet him in, in another city. He's basically recovered quite well. He's still crippling when he walks, but he said that he's already preaching every Sunday and also leading Bible study and small groups. This is the situation in China. Persecution cannot stop the church to grow because God has raising up a lot of these faithful servants to serve the church in China to bring gospel to every part of China. Amen. And Barnabas, uh, 
you know, you tell that story and my heart, my mind raced back uh, to that time in 2001 when you introduced me to the suffering uh, church of China. And we spent a couple days together with uh, those persecuted pastors. That was my the first time I'd been around persecuted pastors and and seeing them broken and beat up and all each of them had been had stories of being tortured and and you remember that that you know those days that we stayed and I won't share where we were at in a secret location we had to sleep with our shoes on mm-hmm. to be ready to run mm. at any moment yeah. <laughs> and uh, mm. you know that that experience changed my life uh, and really. Without that experience, I don't think there'd be 360 served today because it was out of that experience. I remember on the plane ride home, I I just, in a prayer of dedication, I gave my life to serve the Church of China. And uh, of course, you know my story. Ever since then, we partnered together in reaching China for Christ. And, and by God's grace, his vision went beyond China to now 18 countries. But Barnabas, I just want to thank you as our listeners are hearing your story, you have so many stories like that. And, and you and I, and you much more than I, but I know hundreds of Chinese pastors that I've met over the years in our travels together and their stories, and they're so tough. They're so resilient. And uh, they are heroes of the faith, truly heroes of the faith that, uh, you know, I, I just thank God for the privilege of supporting them, praying for them, and, you know, um, this has been a wonderful segment, and I believe it's speaking to all of our hearts. And what a privilege to support one of these dear, amazing, committed Chinese pastors. And if you're listening and you haven't yet supported and you want to, there is no greater pastor to support than a Chinese pastor that, that is so committed to sharing the gospel no matter what. And But in addition to that, Barnabas, I'd like you to talk a little bit because we support pastors, as you know, but also projects. And one of the projects we support through China and you is getting funds to persecuted families. Uh, You know, the pastors are in jail and we help their families out with finances. Could you talk a little bit about that? And then we're going to wrap up this section. Uh, of course, yes. <clears throat> uh, we help each family who has the pastors being arrested and put in the prison. Uh, it depends on how long they're in prison. Usually in China right now, when they're getting, getting arrested, sometimes for, for even a, a month or two months, even the family will not know where they are. That's a very hard situation, you know, separating from the family and, and you don't know where, where your beloved ones are. And you don't know how long you will get the information, not, not release. You just want to know where they are so that maybe we can send someone to visit them. Immediate family usually cannot visit because of if they are also pastors in the family, then they, they will be very cautious, although they want to, but they can send some congregations to to like friends to try to visit them but you have to wait for one month to two months before you can find out where they are i mean the christians in the church will go to every police station and ask and usually for one or two months they can get 
and cannot get any answer. So as soon as uh, we, as an organization, receive those information, we will assess and we will start to support the family. Usually in this type of situation, uh, the church will help too, but I think our some support from from us will help them, will encourage them that Christians around the world they care about them. I think that kind of encouragement by giving them some financial support while they are in prison will warm their hearts and encourage them to to move on so that they they know they are not alone. And of course, we pray for them as well. You know, in China, uh, even by now, they don't really go to a trial. I mean, they will go to the court and then you read you, you stories. Sometimes some of these uh, friends, they will be imprisoned for six months or even over a year and without going to the trial, without going to the court. And when the CCP think at times, right, then they will get them on the court and it's not a trial. It's, they just... They just word, give the word it. Okay, so you offend, uh, you're in the illegal gathering or whatever, then they're sentenced to one year, two years, and three years. And then we will support the family until after six months they were released so that the family can be up and running. Uh, you know, 80% of the pastors in China do not receive a fixed let me use the word salary so that you understand. They they are not paid by a fixed salary every month. That's the tradition, not a very good one, but it's the tradition within the house church in China. Uh, because giving a tithing is a teaching from the Bible, but since house church are illegal gathering, so if they, the government find out they, they get tidings, the government will say you you give illegal money to a group of illegal entities at the house church. So that, uh, that prohibits some of the Christians to give uh, enough tidings to support the church. They will give when they see the pastor is in need, but uh, that's, that's a problem for the uh, pastor family because if they have kids to go to school, they don't, they really have to, trust the Lord uh, to give uh, support to them, to feed them every day. So our support to them uh, helps the, the family to, to, to put food on the table and kids to go to school. And, uh, you know, in China, there are host family as well. Host family means they are lo- uh, ordinary Christians. They are not pastors, but they open up their home every week, every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday for Bible study and prayer meeting so that people will come. Uh, some of them in, in cities, there will be 15, 20 people coming to your home if you're a host family two, three times a week. And usually you feed them, uh, give them some tea or snacks, and even on Sunday, give them a afternoon brunch after Sunday service. Uh, so host family in China is the church because house church they don't have their uh, church building some of the urban church they have rented facilities but host family is still the key 
all over China. And a lot of the host family recently in the last two years, after the new, new religious law was uh, uh, <clears throat> enforced, a lot of the host family are being raided by the police. Raided means they take away everything that is valuable in your home. And the police will take it and uh, I think they will enjoy using it. Even if something that is not used, they will use a hammer to break everything down. That means if you get a home in, in Castleberry and in Mergen, and you're a host family, you allow Christians in your area come to your home two, three times a week, and you'll be very busy entertaining them, but you're a host family. And then the police will come and take away everything, refrigerator, air conditioning, and uh, chairs, dining table, everything. That's, and your beds, mattress, take out everything. And then if those fix the things, uh, they, will, they will hammer it down. And then when you come back to your, uh, you will be arrested, you will be in prison for a short time. Uh, usually host family will be within a month, but imagine a month of imprisonment in China. It's, it's a terrible experience. And then when you come back to a home, you have nothing. You have to restart. If you have money in the bank that they do not feast your time, and usually host family, they, they spend a lot of money every week entertaining the Christians who come because a lot of these friends, they are not Christians. When in China, Chinese culture, when friends come to your home, you prepare food on the table for them. And so you serve a lot like that. And I met uh, with, with several host family friends and uh, I visited them one uh, a year ago when I was still able to travel to China. And I met them and his home was raided four times in the last five years. And so he told me that, uh, I asked him, how are you doing? You have to restart the home. It's, it's so difficult. We are praying for you. He said, it's fine. I am... Uh, a good carpenter like Jesus Christ right now. I, I don't, I, so I asked him, what do you mean? You, you live in my home, all these uh, furniture, uh, wooden furniture, I mean, they are, they, they are not very good furniture. I mean, it's all handmade by him. He said, I made all this furniture uh, because every time the, the police take away everything from my home. So when I come back home, I buy woods and, uh, you know, boards and, and make my own furniture after four times being waited. And uh, I built a lot of nice furniture in my home right now, including the uh, the chairs for the congregation who still come to my home. And uh, this is the kind of Christians in China, the host family. They, they are also not afraid of the gospel, and they sacrifice themselves for the Lord. And so... Please pray for them. Please pray for them. I know it's amazing, Barnabas. Every time I've been with our friends in China, what you know, they'll seldom ask for the persecution, you know, praying for the persecution to stop, but just that God will give them the grace and the strength to be faithful to him in the midst of it. Isn't that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been, uh, it's touched our hearts. I know it's touched my heart again, just to hear this, uh, this update, get these stories, hear them. And uh, I, I know our people, as we're listening right now, let's be praying for our brothers and sisters. These are our brothers and sisters we're going to spend eternity with mm. that are in China. Yep. And, uh, and our hearts have been touched too also by these host families, by the families. Can, can we imagine, you know, our, 
if we're, you know, married and our husband is taken away, our father is taken away, and how are we going to make it? And so what a privilege it is for us to come alongside and support these persecuted uh, families as well. And we're going to continue to do that, Barnabas. So thank you for this segment. We're praying. We love the church in China. Love you, Barnabas. Thank you. And thank you yeah. for giving us the time in all this. Mm-hmm. You bet. Wow. What a session on the reality of persecution in China. So how would you respond if you were persecuted for your Christian faith? I believe you would respond the way other Christians around the world respond when they're persecuted. God would pour out his grace and power into your life through the power of the Holy Spirit so you could respond the way Jesus would respond in that very given moment. Perhaps a greater persecution for us as Americans is on the horizon. God alone knows. What we do know is that God's grace will always be sufficient for whatever might be ahead for our lives. Let me give you your action step of the day. Maybe the Lord has touched your heart by what Barnabas has shared about the persecution our Chinese brothers and sisters are facing right now. Maybe you want to do something about it. Certainly pray. But in addition, you can go to 360serve.org and then go to projects. Click on Help the Persecuted. A donation of any amount will go to help persecuted church planters and their families in the country supported by 360Serve. In our next episode, Barnabas, he's going to introduce us to one of the greatest miracles happening in China right now. I'm speaking about the amazing house church movement all throughout China that's reaching tens of thousands for Christ in China today. Until then, may the Lord bless you.